Welcome to Recovery Devon Podcasts. We're a community interest company working to support mental health recovery in Devon. Our podcasts invite people with ideas of all kinds which explore mental health and what it means to be fully human. Episode 4, Mapping Recovery with a Doddle. This time we talk to Devon-based digital entrepreneur Jackie King, founder of Adoddle Community Mapping, and learn how Jackie's lived experience sparked, in her words, a big, hairy, audacious plan. Adoddle's maps connect communities in a number of ways. People can find what's happening on their doorstep, services can reach out to those they're designed to help, and local businesses can show their support in practical ways. Adoddle have really done their research on making this work and applying recovery values of hope, choice and community. We're working with Adoddle on a local map and when you hear from Jackie, we know you'll understand why we wanted so badly to work with her to make Adoddle happen in Devon. So welcome to the Recovery Devon podcast. My name is Em Flint. I'm a community development worker with Recovery Devon and I'm really, really happy to have just grab an hour out of a very, very busy week to share some time with Jackie King, who is a friend and a colleague and a collaborator of mine and of Recovery Devon's. Uh, so Jackie is the founder of If Everyone Cares CIC and a Doddle which is a community mapping website that Recovery Devon is starting to use. So Jackie, first of all, thank you so much for being with us today. All right, thank you Emma for inviting me. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Um, so founder of If Everyone Cares, Anna Doddle. Um, I know those aren't the only, only feathers in your cap, so tell us a bit more about you, Jackie. If you look at my Twitter feed or something like that, it says I'm a grandma in tech. I'm 55, nearly 56. I've got five grandchildren and about 10 years ago I started working on a tech project which I absolutely love and is my absolute passion. I'm quite introverted in a lot of ways. I have loved lockdown. I like being at home and being with friends and family and I'm grateful to be able to class you as a friend Emma. There's not really a lot to me. I just have a passion for helping people help themselves. And that's absolutely typical of your modesty, Jackie. I think I don't think you've got any idea how fabulous your offer is with a doddle. And so maybe it would be nice to talk about how we first met each other. It was at a training course by Action to Prevent Suicide. And I think it was the ASSIST training, the Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training, which was a two or three day course with Chukamik and Maxwell and team. Um, and we sort of bonded in the coffee break, didn't we, over a, a shared passion for community work. And I remember the, the first time you explained what the Adoddle map was, I lit up like a Christmas tree. So for the benefit of anybody who doesn't know what Adoddle is, would you like to give us your elevator pitch, please? If somebody wants to find a hotel or a restaurant anywhere, they go to Google Maps and they can find one with a few clicks of a button, make an informed decision if it's one that they want and that they'd like to go to or try, virtually anywhere in the world. In the UK, we've got over 200,000 charities, community groups, projects, incredible organisations, often run by amazing volunteers, and they provide vital services for people and support and opportunities to connect with others. But there is nowhere that brings this information together in one place. So it's potluck, the luck of the draw, um, a lottery as to whether you find them. And I thought, well, if you can find a hotel or restaurant, surely you should be able to find these organisations. So I started 
working towards making a platform that would be able to do that and that's a doddle and uh, it was originally called a dodo which stood for one day one deed one world and people used to go yeah but that's a dead bird and i used to go no we're breathing life back into communities then a couple of years ago i was very privileged to meet up with noel edmonds a few times and he suggested the name a doddle and it fits perfectly because it's about making it a doddle for people to find help and support it's a doddle to find volunteering opportunities and it's a doddle to find places to connect but also it's a doddle for projects and community groups to find each other so they can connect share and collaborate or for local businesses to find local projects so they can support them so it doesn't matter who you are in the community it's about helping to make your life better in whatever way works for you. That's a doddle. What really impresses me about a doddle is I've worked with lots of different organisations over the years, whether they're public sector or some big charities or local groups. And the challenge that people come up against over and over again is we don't know what services are out there. And so somebody will try to create a directory, maybe on paper or on a spreadsheet. And no sooner have you saved it to your hard drive or filed it on your bookcase, it's gone out of date because, um, you know, a lot of small organisations are run on goodwill and a rubber band and a lolly stick and 50 pence. So they change or, you know, new, somebody new comes in or they get a new name or new premises. Maintaining a directory of community services is a big, big task. You've turned that on its head a little bit, haven't you, Jackie? Is that right? So if somebody wants to get on the map, what do they do? It's actually really easy, but to, to explain why we turned it on its head, we did so much research before we did anything because so many organizations, like you say, have tried to create either a paper directory or an online directory and they have members of staff that update it, then they lose their funding or the member of staff leaves or if they're lucky enough to have a paid member of staff for a year, three months after they put that information on, it might be out of date. And so people would go and that's no use to us. We looked at why other organizations had failed and realized the easiest way and to make it very lean, very cost effective to run was to ask the organizations to create their own profile, to share the five key things that everybody wants to know about them before anything else. They don't want to know about their trustees. They don't want to know when it was set up. They don't want to know what their bank balance is. They want to know who they help, how they help, the difference they make, what help they need and how to get in contact with them. Now, that contact isn't just an email or a phone number. For some people, they might want to check the organisation out first. So they want to know the Twitter feed and the Facebook if they've got them, because then they can get a feel of them before they pluck up the courage to either offer to volunteer or to approach them for help or to go and maybe meet a group of people. Because if the Twitter feed is a little bit angry and they're feeling a bit isolated and unsure of themselves, then they might not go. Yes. So they want to get a feel of the organisation. That can be too corporate as well sometimes, can't it? You know, some yeah. charities, their, their social media output is very much about what the business is doing and their strategy and what they've achieved. Um, so sometimes having a, a friendlier and more approachable voice online makes a big difference to actually serving people well oh definitely and i mean i think the other thing is there are smaller organizations that maybe don't have a web presence already 
and they can't really afford to to pay somebody to create one for them then they have to buy the hosting and then they have to purchase the domain name and remember to update it and if a member of staff leaves they can't remember the password there's this minefield for smaller organizations our profiles for organizations they create themselves are like a miniature website they can choose one main branding color they can add their logo they can create a free header and it is actually like going to a little mini website on their profile but to do it is nothing technical it's like filling in a form so they do the first bit and then they're asked a few questions to fill in and they can use as much space or as little space but it's about making it friendly and welcoming is what we recommend and just share those things and then once that profile's up there we start sharing it through our social media so we help raise the profile of that organization as well for nothing doesn't cost them a penny and one of the things we said earlier is about the information going out of date we haven't found another platform that does what we do we have a traffic light system so when you go to the map if a pinpoint is green it means it's been updated in the last six months and we only share profiles through our social media that are green so if yours goes to amber, which means it's six to 12 months, or if yours goes to is it in red, we want to encourage the charities and organizations to keep their profiles updated. So it's totally free for them. They can add as much or as little detail. The only thing they can't do directly is a make a plea for funding. Right. They can share a link to their donation page, but we don't allow requests for funding. Sure. Well, I'd certainly be absolutely inundated, wouldn't you? It'd become a like another just giving sort of. Website. That's right. But, but also, we think that people, when they're visiting the profiles, don't really want to be begged for for money and things like that. That isn't what we're about. We're about helping people to find that help and support, or find where they can volunteer. If they want to follow the link to the donation page and do that, that's their own choice. But we don't want to have sort of asking for money on the doddle, and it's for every type of organization it could be the local history group or the train group or photography or it could be somewhere that's offering support for people with mental health it could be blue cross cats protection we never know what help and support somebody could benefit from i know somebody who struggled with going out and didn't really like people that much they managed to find a volunteering position with blue cross and they just went in and helped keep the cats acclimatized to people so they didn't really need to speak to anybody they could just sit there quietly and stroke the cat and play and whatever else and then they made some friends there slowly but surely and the last time i caught up with them they're in work now so the tiniest thing that we may not see as something that could be beneficial may be beneficial for somebody who are we to judge what they need mm. and i think that's the beauty of a doddle when we did our research because we started it and i say we because i had some amazing help and support with it and now i've forgotten where i was going but that's human and yeah. i'm fine for that to stay in but if you remember emma tell me where i was and i'll pick back up <laughs> we, we were talking about the importance of choice and not being prescriptive about what people are actually looking for when they're looking for help that's why your organization is such a natural fit for a recovery organization because recovery principles are all about hope and choice finding meaning creativity yeah. and 
without wishing to undermine any of the healthcare services that are offered to people, they're often not the whole story. And it's finding your magic can sometimes come from a surprising place. And as you say, it might be the local history club, it might be the, the Cat Protection Society, along with other therapies. Yeah. Put together a whole jigsaw that helps you to, helps you to recover. We've talked a bit about what organisations can do with a doddle and how they can benefit from it. And it's obviously a huge, there are huge benefits for an organisation that's overworked and under-resourced to get their website sorted and get their offer out there. But I'm thinking now of people who are looking for services as somebody myself who has looked for services and somebody who's also supported other people to find services. I can remember once in Mid-Devon working with somebody who really, really wanted to join a community group. And when we finally found a community group, it was actually only two streets away they'd had a long period of being stuck at home and it was a long kind of breadcrumb trail of going going through the council and the NHS and talking to somebody in a town hall and they eventually said oh have you been to the such and such centre yeah and so next time we met we went and found a nice little coffee group and it was great so from the perspective of somebody who's looking for services what does a doddle look like to them oh hope I think I hope it looks like hope for them and an opportunity. So when we started a doddle, it was about creating a resource that was UK wide. So a national resource for use at a local level. And we got feedback from the research that we did and from people that said, this is fab, bring it all together, great. But we want one for our town. We want, when we go to it, we recognise the street on the map. We recognise something there and it feels like we've got a bit more ownership. And it's part of the reason that we've got a, a partnership with Recovery Devon. We're working with them to create area-based maps. So we've now actually got seven Devon maps. We've got one for Mid-Devon, East Devon, West Devon, Torridge, Teambridge. We've now got seven maps. They're for people and so they can either come in through the UK one or they can come in through any one of those or through the page that's for Southwest. They're all connected. So when an organisation adds themselves to one of the maps, they are added on every single map, but it means that it makes it easier for people to find the information. Now at the moment, please don't expect it to be full we need to get the word out to get the organisations to put their profiles on. So it's a growing resource. The aim is that within a couple of years time, every organisation that provides something or needs volunteers or whatever will be on there. Because at the moment, it's a luck of the draw. Are you going to meet the person who knows about that organisation two streets away? Because if it's not that person, then you're never going to know. If you can find a hotel or restaurant, then why can't you find these incredible organisations? Research showed that especially when people are struggling with crisis, stress, they struggle to find the information they need in that moment because every website is set out differently. But once you've been to one or two Adoddle profiles, you will know exactly where you're going to find that information on the next one you go to. So it's about making it easy for people to find what they need. Yeah, it's just about trying to make it simple. Every element of a doddle has been built based on feedback and research. When we initially started to make a doddle, we were making it to help people who were struggling and in crisis. 
so Jackie, I'm always interested in what motivates people to take on a service like this. Could you tell me the story of why you were motivated to set up a Doddle? So in 2010, I was a trainer helping people who'd been out of work long term due to illness and disability to rediscover their confidence and self-esteem so that they could go back into work. And I adored it. It was amazing. One day, one of my managers said to me that a number of my clients were no hopers. The person who said this to me thought that these people might never go back into work. No hopers is a very, very loaded term, isn't it? I could see the look on your face that that really didn't sit well with you, Jackie. Still, to this day, brings tears to my eyes. I had got to know these people. They were incredible people. Life had just dealt them a hand that they didn't invite. Illness, disability and mental health is not something somebody invites into their life. It comes. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, what job you have and whatever else. And I met people who had been high up in business, who had had this amazing lifestyle and everything had gone and relationships had split up and now they were living in a bed sit and they were unemployed and they felt humiliated so on top of everything else the system was compounding what was happening for them yet in their local area there were these incredible organizations that could have been a source of support or an opportunity to volunteer so they didn't lose their self-esteem or whatever it was but they were definitely not no hopers i was devastated by it but also i was devastated because not that many years before i was somebody who had been in an abusive marriage i had struggled and not known where to turn so it wasn't particularly easy and it took a an instant with a block of cheese one day to give me the courage to leave and that's probably a story for another podcast um, but it was a very scary time and not knowing what to do and you're picking your way through a new life when you've been disempowered it was hard I sort of didn't even really know that I could ask for help um, so I'd been there and I've also had a lot of years in my life where I've struggled with going out. Mm -hmm. That period of time I was a trainer was one of the good periods. Mm -hmm. I'd had quite a number of years where I'd struggled. I guess that's why that term no hoper is so powerful, isn't it? Because it was obviously meant in a derogatory way by whoever spoke it to you in that professional setting um, as a colleague. Um, yeah. But if you have had that experience of actually losing hope, um, yeah. That's powerful and it sounds, so it sounds like you've had your share of times without hope Jackie yeah I have the days when a doddle feels hard it is every single one of those people that I met in that training room and then people I've met since that make me think pick yourself up Jackie and you're lucky enough to work for yourself so you don't have to go out unless you want to you know, I have strategies, so I don't know if, if anybody takes a look at the, the Recovery Devon Facebook page. I've done a few Recovery Devon dailies, and I'm learning to be more honest about it. Because actually I feel ashamed and embarrassed about the fact that I struggle with going out. 
And when I go out for meetings to do with the doddle, people don't realise how much it's taken to get to that meeting. And the fact that when I get home, I'm exhausted. Because when I'm there, I'm, I'm open and I'm passionate about what I do and why it needs to happen. And that voice of lived experience really shines through the Adodle website. I remember on my first visit thinking, wow, these people really get it. You know, they really get how, how frightening it can be to start to, after a difficult time, you've got those little tentative shoots that start to go out into the world and start to explore. And if you're suddenly hit with a lot of corporate speak and a lot of forms to fill out and uh, assessments to do before you even get any help, that can cause you to retreat and go back into your shell. But a doddle is such a gentle, friendly ethos to it. And I think that's the voice of lived experience shining through, Jackie. I hope so. And that's how it's intended. I must admit, I'm very proud of a doddle. A doddle has been done. It's been done over 10 years to get to the point we're at now. So it hasn't been an overnight thing. It's had some horrific failures and some setbacks and things like that. But what we've achieved today, at the beginning of this year, I was able to say we've done everything on a budget of less than £20,000. Amazing. <laughs> and now I've got to say it's less than £25,000 because we've had some money come in this year. We've had more money come in this year than we have in the last four <laughs> which is no reflection of its value at all it, exactly but i think it's you know some of the support and everything else is amazing this is not just on my back you know this is some incredible people helping and supporting and so it's a joint effort i could not have done this without other people i'm so proud of what as a group we've done we didn't give up and this is something that is really needed and especially with the world around us at the moment there have been some incredible short-term directories that have popped up. They are going to disappear. Yes. We are not. We're here to stay. It becomes then a resource for everybody, no matter what day of the week it is, what time of the year. You know, if we look after it, if the amazing charity groups and organisations take the time to add their profiles, we're just trying to raise awareness of what they're doing, but to help the people who need them or want to support them to find them. Yeah. It's about people and community. As you were walking this very long 10-year journey, you had to wait for technology to catch up with your idea a little bit as well, didn't you? 10 years ago, it wasn't a guarantee that people would have a smartphone in their pocket and mm -hmm. be able to you know, use GPS to figure out where the nearest restaurant was. These are all relatively new things. I'm wondering, were there any moments when you thought oh, things have suddenly shifted, there's suddenly been a big change or somebody that you met or a surprise, a bit of funding? What have been some of the highlights? A couple of the incredible volunteers at the beginning were actually people who were the clients where I worked because I quit my job. Wow, okay. Okay, I was horrified. I've recently been diagnosed with Asperger's and ADHD. Mm -hmm. So they changed the remit of my job as well in the process. And that isn't particularly good for somebody on that spectrum. We're very good at the things we're very good at. But if somebody changes the rules for us, <laughs> it's not quite so comfortable. So I was in a very lucky position at that point that I had a bit of savings. I wanted to work on something that helped people. So A, those initial volunteers were incredible. Without them, it would never have even started. Then a strange one to, was Richard Branson, believe it or not. Richard Branson? Richard Branson, yes. 
he put out a challenge in 2012 to screw business as usual. He so was called screw business. Screw business as usual. <laughs> and it was it was a global challenge, and he wanted people to put in ideas of things that would create difference in the world and improve the world because business is not just about money and profit it's about doing good mm -hmm. so i just put in the idea of creating this map and along with those initial volunteers we spent four months telling everybody everywhere about us and we got voted third by the public a global challenge you can a global say. challenge to create an interactive map like this yes we didn't come first we had people from around the world getting in contact with us saying we need this in our country too so i actually have a big hairy audacious plan that once <laughs> we've got it working in the uk it can be replicated anywhere in the world and 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 it is a big hairy audacious plan but why not i love that a big hairy audacious plan i've almost got a picture in my head now of some kind of giant in a caveman outfit with a big <laughs> yeti-ish <laughs> sort of big friendly monster kind of thing yeah 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 definitely friendly definitely friendly nothing <laughs> nothing nasty about that at all and and so so yes so richard richard branson but then one of the best people i met was pete and pete is our it he is incredible he is a young gentleman who's volunteered since the end of 2015 he's done the platforms and i can do tech but I can't do tech the way that he can and he volunteers his time and is remarkable and without him it wouldn't exist. So I think the thing is anything in life takes more than one person to do and to achieve. He's pretty amazing and younger than my youngest child, um, <laughs> works full time. So you're a grandma in tech in, in lots of ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite old enough to be his grandmother, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's quite nice to see that at the spectrum, somebody younger and somebody of my age range mm -hmm. working on something together to create this. So Jackie, how is Adoddle funded at present? You said you've put the thing together over 10 years for a total cost of £25,000. How have you found that funding? We had some initial grants at the very beginning. Um, through the School for Social Entrepreneurs, Unlimited, and I've put some money in myself, and it's sort of been a little bit here and there. We've now set up the business model. Part of that is with these area-based maps, we've got an opportunity for local businesses to actually sponsor a map, and that money will go into the development to raise awareness of the maps, to encourage charities to put their profiles on, to help people know the maps are there. And so for example, we've got a business in Bournemouth to do with the map up there. We now have 43, Whoa. 43 maps, but we expanded the, the model so that we could put some maps in some areas where we knew they were. We've got a minimum of three in each region. There are 12 regions in the UK. But the idea is that businesses can sponsor them. That's really good for them showing that they're part of their community and it's really good for us. So it actually works for everybody. So it supports local businesses. It's just occurred I mean, to me now that if somebody's working for a particular cause or a hobby or an interest that, that's quite niche maybe and can't find anybody else in their area to connect with. So for example, I love to crochet and I found that crocheting and well-being fit 
quite well together. And a couple of years ago, I set up a local nitwits group for, for mental health with wool, <laughs> well-being with wool. And uh, if I was to go on holiday to, say, Scotland, I'm guessing that I could log on to a doddle and see what was around in Scotland in that area. Yeah, that's so true. And, and yes, OK, we need those organisations to put their profiles on there. Yeah. so that that can be the case so you might have run that from home or somewhere that you didn't want to give the address mm. now there are a number of organizations that might think map i've got to say exactly where we are mm-hmm. so what you do is you put the first part of your postcode in you can move the pinpoint to wherever you want it to be and then it comes up with a little message that just says that this address is, is hidden for so it allows you to keep the anonymity of where you're you're holding that and now that's good for places like women's aid as well mm-hmm. they yeah. may not want to say some food banks don't want to say exactly where they are because sadly there were have been cases where food banks banks have then been burgled yeah. so so there are different reasons as to why organizations might want to hide their address and they can do that so we really do listen yeah so we're inviting businesses um, to help to sponsor they can create a profile on our community pledge map saying they're a business doing it there are a multitude of benefits and at the moment we're saying to businesses it's their choice what that donation is and they also get the use of a community pledge logo as a founding member because they're helping us at this key stage of development and that's something i'm noticing that's coming out of this whole covid situation is that line between corporate and community is getting more and more blurry all the time and personally I I really really welcome that we're recognizing that as communities you know speaking from the little seaside community that I live in it's just as important that we support our local chip shop and bakery and coffee shop as our community center and our food bank because we're all in it together. Massively key and people might have heard of the terminology CSR corporate social responsibility yes well we still use CSR but to us it is community social responsibility um, so we sort of change that a little bit because we think that actually the businesses help support the people in the community and then the people in the community help support the businesses. So it's good for everybody. And businesses really need our support just as much as people um, in general at the moment. It's such an inspiring story, Jackie, your personal story and the story of a doddle. Great example of lived experience and collaborating with others to create something marvellous that's of service to many, many people. Five years from now, what would you like a doddle to look like? Any special hopes that you've got for it? Oh, in five years time, I would like it to be if somebody's looking for something in the community that people go just, just to doddle it. Yeah. So it becomes a term and that it's something they know. I'd like every library, every doctor's surgery, every hospital to have access to a screen where people can look and they can find um, what's going on in their community, but that they can say to people, go on a doddle, that relatives, if they've got a relative in Scotland, but they live in Devon, can find what help and support is there for that relative up there that every local authority signs up to it because the map will help us to see where there's duplication but also where there's need and it will be about supporting communities we are not a business for profit's sake but one that will put back and give back because it's not about us it's about communities connecting communities one click at a time 
Love it. Achieving it in 10 years on £25,000, I think that just speaks volumes about the amount of heart and goodwill that's gone into building this thing. It's absolutely not a profit-making endeavour, which I think is perhaps where other directories might have fallen down, that, you know, you have to pay to put your entry on there and that kind of thing. And right. model's very, very different, and that just shines through. So, Jackie King, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Thank you for all of the work that you're doing. I'm delighted to be your friend and your collaborator. Thank you so much, Emma. I would strongly recommend for anybody who's listening to have a look at adoddle.org, whether it's for yourself to find out what's about for you or whether you would like to share the details of a group that you belong to. Um, and if you use a service or if you work with an organisation, see if you can get Adoddle mentioned at your next team meeting or your next get together and get yourself on there. I mean, that's, that's absolutely, it's brilliant. Thank you for listening. If you have ideas which explore mental health directly or in imaginative ways, perhaps you'd like to create our next podcast. If you don't know how or don't have any equipment for recording, we'll do what we can to help. Simply contact us. Our email is community at recoverydevon.co.uk. Recovery Devon is a community interest company supported by the Devon Partnership Trust.